Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. by the statement that his mercy is abundant. Because I mean, think about it, you know I mean? If God had simply said that his mercy is adequate, that would have been something to get happy about. You understand what I mean? If he had only said to us that his mercy is sufficient to save you from yourself, that his mercy is enough to deliver you from doom, that, that would have been good news. Jesus' mercy is abundant. This means that His mercy is unending and always available to us. Pastor Robert teaches us that not only does Jesus offer enough mercy so that we can receive salvation, but He offers more than that. He offers an abundance of mercy, which, if we accept, can radiate through our lives. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 1 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. First Peter chapter 1 verse 1 says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. You know, I I love the way Peter weaves right into his opening uh, greeting there, this doctrinal treatise, if you will, on the Trinity. You know, he, he, right off the bat, he, he brings it out. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all working together for our redemption, all working together to rescue us. The, the Father calling us and drawing us to the Son, the, the Holy Spirit separating us out and making us different from everybody else on the planet, sanctifying us. God the Son paying our penalty with his own blood, buying our pardon. And then notice in verse 3 how the Bible says that God in his abundant mercy has begotten us again. Now, two things about that. You know, first of all, I'm just, I'm blown away by the statement that his mercy is abundant. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, I mean, if God had simply said that his mercy is adequate, that would have been something to get happy about. You understand what I mean? 
If he had only said to us that his mercy is sufficient to save you from yourself, that his mercy is enough to deliver you from doom, that that would have been good news. But that's not what he says. He wants us to understand that his mercy toward those who love him is much more than sufficient. Now, why is that Why is that a big deal? Well, because again, you guys, we have to understand how generous he is in order to fully appreciate his nature and his character. His mercy toward you, if you love him, it's abundant. It's abundant. It's more than you'll ever need. More than you'll ever need. He loves you so much. The second thing is that he has begotten us again. This time in spirit is the idea here. To an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for us. This idea of God begetting us again points us to what Jesus said to a, a scared Pharisee named Nick. Nick was a smart guy. The Bible says he was a teacher, probably a wealthy man because most of the Pharisees were. He was a devoted Jewish leader who apparently wasn't willing to risk everything he owned in order to come to Jesus in broad daylight, this carpenter rabbi that everybody was talking about. And so he waited till it got dark, and then he snuck over to where Jesus was to check him out. But talk about abundant mercy. Jesus patiently schooled the teacher. Look at John chapter 3 with me. John 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? You hear the sarcasm? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from, where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now listen, if, if Nicodemus had gotten sarcastic with me like that, I'm not sure I would have responded. You know, I think I would have reacted instead. Man, shut up. You know, I mean, don't, don't we sometimes just, we let the flesh get in the way, and it's like, okay, never mind. You know, feel free, go to hell. That's what you choose. Because we, we tend to have that sort of reactionary, you know, vindictive. Many of us, I mean, I do. I have to keep that crucified. And I love the, again, abundant mercy. Jesus doesn't do that. Do you understand he had every right to? Do you understand he doesn't owe you anything? He did not owe Nicodemus anything, not even an answer. Not even an answer. In his mercy, in this great love, he says to him, Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And if all you got is the flesh, then you're not going to enter the kingdom of God. You have to be born of the spirit too. That's what we're talking about. He, he, He explained it to him. And then in verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? 
Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify of what we've seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I've told you earthly things and you do not believe, how you will, will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who has come down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they've been done in God. Now, now this, this orthodox rabbi, because that's what the Pharisees were, you know, in our modern terminology, that's really what you, you know, could, I think, legitimately call them orthodox rabbis teachers of israel he didn't get it he didn't get it at first later he did later his fear was replaced with faith you know when when jesus was crucified john tells us that nicodemus was one of the men who risked everything and came for his body but a lot of jewish people today stumble over the statement jesus made to nicodemus he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The, the name Jesus, Yeshua, Joshua, it, it means Jehovah saves. Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus that every human being is already condemned. Now, and, and it's, it's interesting, you know, if you, if you, if you can get beyond the barrier, the stigma that exists, you know, the, the, the fact that, that, that many, many Jewish people, you know, they, it's been trained, and, and I get it, my, my wife's background, some, some of you don't even know this, but my wife's family is Jewish. And I word it that way because technically, Elizabeth's not Jewish because her mother is not Jewish. Her father was Jewish, is Jewish. But a lot of times there's this, there's this misunderstanding, you know, that you need to, a Jewish person has to convert to Christianity. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.